KVBO Radio Transition Pods. We are talking about season 23. We already talked about the Maynard for way too long. Kind of sloppy. But I guess that's what happens when you do 25 podcasts and you take off like three or four days, right? You know? Content's coming quick and fast. You get a feel for it. Then you just kind of sloppily put out an hour one. You just kind of ramble incoherently about stupid stuff. Uh, I mean, that's probably it. Or it's just the fact that, again, like, you know, there's freaking brick dudes involved. So we have to talk about it. And that just gets us all flustered. So we lose our lose our train of thought half the time. But anyways, we're coming back with the Landros. I had no idea that that, trade, that that podcast would talk about an hour. But there was enough going on that I guess it, it allowed us to talk about a few different things. So... We're looking at the Landros and what kind of happened in the offseason. And again, I think the Landros, this is a little bit lackluster compared to the Maynard because the Maynard had so many teams trying to do so many different things. Get ready to drink people because the Maynard obviously was a conference in transition. The Landros, not so much. You know, the biggest deal in the Landros this coming offseason is going to be what happens with Connor Air, where does he sign, and the Lions. You know, the Hornets ascended to the top of the conference. They took down the regular season by, what, one game, two games? One game. Yeah, the one game. I mean, we talked about how big one game was. Small things had such a huge impact. MX pointed that out yesterday, how many little things are going to have a huge impact on on, on anything. And that's what happened. You know, gets the one seed, makes it to the finals, beats the Warriors, and gets Chow a title. Dan won, Smath none. And now that the, the other top teams in the conference, the Lions, one of the top teams in the conference, the Lions, obviously it looks like he tried to extend. I didn't know whether he could extend or not or whether it was a hard cap thing, but it looks like he tried to extend air. He tried to extend um, winters. You know, they're hitting for agency. We've seen Bo get traded. We've seen um, Rosado get traded. We've seen Silva get traded. We're going to have a new look team. Now the roster is not horrific right now. And if the team, if the conference doesn't want to be good, like, are they still a playoff team? I mean, I don't know. Pascal's fun. I don't really think they have much of a front court. So I guess not much, but, um, but the lions are, are your, are your team of transition. You know, it looks like the Celtics went out and added John Marsh. Like I hate Marsh. I hate the contract. He sucked in the playoffs. But I guess he didn't really give up much. So if he's just moving Marsh for for guys he wasn't using, he now adds some offensive output. So I guess I like the addition of Marsh to give him a little bit of a supplemental supplemental piece. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, again, can't believe some of the things I'm saying here on these podcasts. But don't hate it because he kind of didn't really give up anything for it. And, you know, LGC still has kind of a more win-now thing. And this is it. Like, Sand and Divine are both unsigned as is Beaumont. Those are three guys who could be on the move next season. Who knows if they don't extend. So is this LGC's last hurrah if Sand isn't a guy that he can extend? We'll see. So the Celtics might be a little bit better uh, this coming season. The Sixers, I'm I, without looking, I, I feel like I wasn't paying attention to when they got some boost. So like how much better did those guys get as far as Bjornsson and crew? Um, we talked about how they look a lot like the Thunder, Thunder version, Thunder East is, you know, all this offense, four guys that could average 20 points per game. God, man, Thunder versus Sixers ratings in the regular season are going to be fun. Those are going to be 150 to 148 type games. Should be interesting. But uh, the Sixers are going to be right there. They're going to be fun. The Nuggets, you know, if the Nuggets got good progressions, you know, they should be a little bit better. You know, the, the Pacers, 
are, are probably your next pivot point as far as what are they going to do as far as making moves. Um, they're kind of the same team right now that we know got to the finals. You know, maybe they're a better postseason team than regular season team. Uh, and then the, the Raptors, by virtue of everyone else not being good, theoretically should be better now that they moved off Marsh. I don't quite know what they're doing. Uh, you know, I traded that Raptors pick to get Bo. And I, I didn't think that they could be bad, but it's like, could they potentially be in a position where I, I feel like that's a, a teens pick anyways. So it's like, you know, I was willing to give that up to make that, make that deal happen. You know, if I'm getting that type of a player who's going to be useful for a season, I don't really care. If Bo walks, it's whatever, you know, like Grzecki actually could end up being a better point guard than Pang. So that's the biggest risk in everything. But, uh, but I like what it gave me for one season. So, you know, the Raptors, um, you'd think that they're going to make the playoffs. And then we have the other teams, you know, we talk about transition. I don't really know. Like what, what do we got? The Lakers are the Lakers. Now all these guys come off their cap and they have two max slots. So even if we penciled in air, what is that? Like we talked about at the end of the other podcast, the Lakers are going to have air and nothing else. Like there's no way, like, like again, the Hornets, the lions, uh, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Pacers, that's three, that's six teams. I'm sorry, the Lions. Wow. God, just so off my game. Five teams in the conference, six if you want to count the Raptors, because they have Lou, are going to have elite talents already. Now, the Raptors probably have the weakest supporting cast. So the Lakers with air would become like the Raptors, where they're going to be like a 500 team. Like, they're not going to be terrible, but no, you're not going to win a title. Now, we don't know what Kenneth would do. I feel like Kenneth would, I mean, he's been talking about doing this for like a decade now, for like a total year, like all these free agencies. It started with Chow. Did it happen before that? I feel like it might've happened with the first time around with Bo. He's been hoarding cap space. It seems like for the last 10 seasons, trying to prove to us that it works, trying to prove to us that having no position on the team means that he can sign a guy. So here we have another guy, and if he gets air, what else is on that roster? I guess he's got Selby. He's still got Teixeira. You know, again, the team's not going to be awful, but they're not a title team. All these other teams have elite talents that are just as good. You know what I mean? Like, the Celtics has, still have Sand, uh, and they have Hugh. The Sixers have Bjornsson and crew. The Hornets are loaded. The Nuggets have Barber. The Pacers have Cromwell. Like, and, and, and Maur. Maur Rachman. Rachman. Major Mayor Rachman. Like, all these teams still are loaded. So I just don't see a situation where the Lakers adding air, unless they add some significant stuff, unless they become buyers, um, which, I mean, they could do that, are, are uh, they're going to be like the Nets. They're, that's what they're going to be, folks. They're going to be the Nets if they want to compete. Um, does he want to add them and then sell them? I mean, I guess he could, but then it defeats the purpose of everything he's been telling us he's been trying to do the last decade, trying to sign a free agent who wants to go to L.A. So instead, he's kind of just wasted that team. So, I mean, they're a playoff team if they get air. If they if they don't, do they do the, the same thing where he signs guys to a one-year deal and wants to just be frisky this year? I mean, there's a team that, like, there's a door opening here for one or two teams. Obviously, you know, like we talked about, like, the Lions are going to want to be out. And the Lakers, if they whiff, that leaves two spots open. You know, the Bulls, uh, the, the ever-mentioned... Bulls pick that the Knicks have is like, what are the Bulls going to be? The Bulls are bad, but if the Bulls want to make the playoffs, they probably could if all these other teams want to be worse. Um, the Bucks don't want to make the playoffs. 
The now the, the the question mark would be is if any of these other teams sign air like we said this at the end of the tail end of the last podcast. You know the Cavs are going to be bad even if they get air they're selling air. That's a foregone conclusion. The Cavs will not come about of this trying like they're going to be bad. Um, the Grizzlies I could I could see them trying to be frisky just because it's all rim, but I don't think so. I don't think all rim is going to pull a J. I think all rim already has nice building blocks and he would flip air for more assets. Uh, the Rockets are an interesting one. We don't really know what this is doing. Um, he's kind of been bad for a while now. He's had some lotto picks. He's got the zem- he's got the like the semblance of a lineup right now where he can roll out a starting five and then his new guy Rigido Rigido um, Julian Re- Julian Rigido um, or Rigido however we want to pronounce it um, Dr. J We'll say it, the French Dr. J. Um, Rigido, Rigido, Julien Rigido. I don't really care. Dr. J it is. The French French Dr. J is my nickname for this guy Since it's in, until someone can give me the proper pronunciation, see if I nailed it or not. So uh, French Dr. J, I believe, is who he took. And so now he's got like six decent young guys. Not great, but decent. If he was to sign air, if that's something he's looking to do, if he's to sign some other guys, he could be a little bit of a fringe player here. Again, only won 18 games last year, so is it a bold move for me to say that this team could potentially make the playoffs? I mean, I don't know. He got some decent boosts, right? Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a possibility. Is it even? Is it more than 50-50? Probably not, but I, I feel like it's in the realm of possibilities that the Rockets could become frisky and try to make the playoffs, depending upon who they land in for agency. Um, I don't really know what the Bulls have, but we know KJ. KJ likes to make sneaky free agent moves. I don't know what he has as far as cap space, but the Bulls, KJ's going to be in a treadmill state right now. I think considering how much we've murdered him for the trades he made, for him to not have his picks right now, I think he's going to be in a spot where he's going to want to give us all the finger and make sure he makes the playoff the next couple seasons. And maybe not make sure, but the point is, is that he's not going to not try. So we know that the Bulls are going to be there. So you know what happens? It, it, it's convenient if the Lakers get air and decide they want to be frisky because then he would automatically be be a piece. But we really won't know. So when we talk about transition, it really is going to be who ends up landing air in this conference and what they do with them. I feel like it looks like half the teams would probably sell them off and get as much as they could get asset-wise. And then a couple teams could potentially keep them. I feel like the Lakers would be on the side of keeping him. I feel like the Rockets could be. And then I feel like the other teams would probably just sell them off. So the Landers is very similar to what they were last year. The Lions are really the only team that are done. You know, similar to what the Heat were, but now the Lions are, you know, really done. Where we, we, we thought that the writing was on the wall, and it was. You know, they've sold off the pieces. They're going to still keep flipping guys. He's got Pascal. I guess, yeah, he's got Stales. Um, they've got guys who are going to score points. Like, they're not going to be horrific until they can put completely purge these guys. But let me see, like, the Warriors roster. Pascal's got two years left. He's a declining contract. 15, 16 million. He's kind of entered the brick, the brick category where he's going to be an offensively productive player. He's a polarizing guy, but he's a guy that can score. Like, if again, look at what happened for the Warriors. Is that, was he their primary scorer? No, that was Cruz, right? Even Brooks outscored Pascal. Pascal was pretty inefficient, shot 41%, 32% from three. So he definitely, like, didn't hurt them in a sense, but maybe he did. Maybe he hurt them defensively. They still weren't terrible defensively. So maybe this kind of all worked. We gave him a lot of shit. Like, okay, Shigurd took a lot of shots. But with Brooks scoring a ton and Cruz scoring a ton, maybe it kind of did work for that team. I don't know. 
I could be wrong about all this, you know, probably generally are, you know, I could just say I'm, I'm as, uh, as Jay would put it, I lack credibility and I could be completely wrong about these defensive role players. Maybe it really matters way more than I think, you know, I think fit probably matters the most with those guys, but I feel like I'm probably on the wrong side of thinking that they're not as useful as they are. So, you know, I could be wrong about that. So, you know, Pascal, time will tell how flippable he is, but he's only got two years left. I feel like some of the people that whiff in for agency, um, could use a potential guy like that. I mean, doesn't he have like, like Ricky kills him probably because of the defense, but isn't that a guy that Ricky would love playing at point? Ricky likes defense, but he would totally roll Pascal out at point guard totally to ramp up the scoring pascal and turner on the same team oh rip it up man let's get two guys averaging 30 points per game let's do it kevin's oh my god i'm getting a boner now thinking about what the blazers could be with pascal oh my god this is incredible <sighs> maybe not pants off just yet but i mean come on <laughs> anyways talking about pascal here ridiculousness but yeah, I mean, yeah, spent an hour on the last one and this is all about 15 minutes and I really can't even think of more to talk about because the Landris is so boring. So boring. Hornets are just going to breeze, you know, LGC and Crest are going to try again, but is it going to matter? <laughs> just kidding. It'll matter after free agency. Things will get a little bit more interesting. And, of course, it'll be the who wants to potentially try to get that eight seed. Or are we going to have a chance? We've seen it before, I think, in the Landros where I'm pretty sure it was, where someone's going to end up finishing eighth that doesn't want to if if it ends up, if people end up, you know, if you have all these teams not wanting to try, it's going to be like the Lakers. The Lakers are going to end up making the playoffs, and they really shouldn't be wanting to in this day and age. But it's whatever. So, yeah, one hour on the Maynard because the Maynard is way more fun. And 14 minutes on the on the Landros. God. So disappointing, people. Ugh. Make some noise. Do some more work out there in the Landros. Landros is bad. We need some of these teams to get some better talent, have these guys develop quicker, and uh, make some noise. Like the Raptors. Come on, man. Let's get it going. Get it going, Chili. Get your mojo back. Be a factor. Drizzy's not. Now you should be. Get on it. Okay. Quick hitter. Peace.